jump in. I'll just um, just start in the bullet points. You guys can tell me about stuff that I don't have covered that you guys know about. If that's gonna be Steve. Steve gonna know a whole bunch. Cause I'm gonna <laughs> tell you right now. I came. I got really, really like I knew what Juneteenth was when I was uh, maybe kind of like college. I had like heard of it, obviously in college. Heard not really celebrated. I went to IU, so it's not like they were doing too much down there in 2008. But like maybe like 2021, I had heard of it. But then. You know, I've been doing community stuff, so, like, my activism made me be like, all right, what do I really want to do? Like, I've been doing union stuff, but there's so much other stuff. And then COVID hit, and everybody was like, all right, everything's done. Well, my brain said, go, go, go. So then I really got involved in the Juneteenth and the George Floyd protests, and everything from that made me be like, okay, well, let's let's kind of find out more about my culture and our culture and what it is and why it's important. So then I threw me and two of friends that, like, it was just random through a huge Juneteenth celebration in the four and it was at Foster Park. It was at Foster Park our first year. Come to find out they've been celebrating it here for 15 years at Wiser Park. Wiser Park had a whole celebration for 15 years previous and like we found out like two weeks before so we called them um, and that's how we kind of got introduced with Adrian and they weren't doing anything that year because COVID had shut everything down with the parks mm-hmm. but he wanted to be involved because he's like, you know, I've been doing this forever, so let's bring the culture, let's bring the history, let's bring everything together. So now we've all kind of just come together, and it's just one big event. Now, can you tell me a little bit more about Adrian? It's Adrian Curry, right? Yes, Adrian Curry. I saw him, I think it was on the news mm-hmm. or on some Facebook, and he's he's seemed pretty amazing. He is. He's, honestly, he's one of the most intelligent people that I know like he went to I want to say Morehouse College and like has like a degree in neuroscience like he's dope his brain is dope but he also is so culturally versed in Juneteenth and Kwanzaa and everything that has to do with like black culture that it, it just makes it really easy to work with him because he when you want that knowledge, you have somebody to go to just for anything. And, like, he just retains stuff like nobody's business. Yeah, he seemed like he had a lot of energy. He's very high energy. Yes. I mean, he was dancing. He was, he was, you could tell his love for the kids. Because when I saw he had, the kids were on stage. I believe they were singing or dancing. Mm-hmm. And they he was performing. out there narrating for them. And, and uh, boy, he was into it. And he, those kids were amazing up there. Absolutely. I love the art leadership performances. They, they kill it every year. Every year. Mm-hmm. So did he, I believe you said it was for about 14 years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was he like the executive director for He the- was not. Zanette Page was the executive director for that um, period of time. Um, and it was run through the city, through parks and recreations. So the Wiser Park um, Youth Center, would they would get their staff together and they would put on the celebration in the city. And I'm sure that there were many people here that went to those celebrations and knew about those celebrations and like, obviously participated but in the last two or three years we've just brought everything together as one now how long has the actual juneteenth been taking place in fort wayne as far as i know maybe since like the 90s maybe i'm not really sure um because like i said it wasn't it wasn't exposed to me until a few years ago but i know when we started in 2020 they said that they had already been doing it for 15, maybe longer than that. Um, and Adrian would be, of course, I want to call Adrian right now because he would be able to <laughs> yeah. tell me, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we started this year. Like, that's that's how his brain works. But it's at least been 15, 15 years. 
Do you have any other questions? Well, I got a bunch of others, man. But I, you know, we'll keep I, going. I, I mean, yeah, we might as well stay you, on. We're we're just diving in with that. So, uh, what's going on right now? We can get into the history. Right on my coattails, man. Come on, <laughs> come on, man. We can I, get into I, like the I, history. Like I said, I'm just I'm. This is a lot of learning. Well, you me. had a whole bunch of stuff written. Oh, down I've got a lot of background information. So let's I'm get into some of the history. Because Juneteenth, there's a purpose for Juneteenth. Right. So, what is Juneteenth? Juneteenth is the day that the slaves were informed that they were free. Yeah, and Galveston, Texas. That's right. June nineteenth. The uh, Juneteenth is a yep. short for June nineteenth, eighteen sixty-five. Correct. Was that day? So, um, I, as I said before, this is all extremely new to me. I'm here today, and I'm I will learn a lot from Steve Lanier here and uh, Courtney Lewis. They both work in the plant. Where do you work at, Steve? Uh, I work in uh, quality, third shift, uh, final line. And what about you, Courtney? I work second shift on the badger line. And um, I was just uh, reading some information before they came in. Um, It's crazy, honestly. Uh, It is really crazy. You know, listening uh, to you earlier, I think that, you know, like uh, listening to you question Courtney about how long something has been going on, a lot of people really can't pinpoint when something mm-hmm. started because it's, it's, it's a cultural thing. Okay. You know, it could be done in smaller sets. Right. In different areas, different uh, uh, counties, mm-hmm. different whatever, you know, and the communication wasn't out there right. back then too. You know, right. there was no Facebook or anything like that, but there was something going on. I say, so it, it yeah. could have taken place since uh, 1865. Right. I, I'm sure somebody it did. Somebody was celebrating. Oh, yeah. Just like a birthday. Mm-hmm. And that's why I asked the question, too, to, because a lot of the reason why we may not know mm-hmm. is because the lack of effort mm-hmm. by others right. to let people know or right. lack of involvement by others. So, you know, I grew up in Buffalo, so I knew mm-hmm. Juneteenth forever. I knew Juneteenth when it was, mm-hmm. where it was, and mm-hmm. it was always the same way. Yeah. And when we had our Hispanic Heritage Week, I knew when it was, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was since I was little. But I knew about the Juneteenth. I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends and family, a lot of them didn't know why. That's that million dollar question mm-hmm. as to why. Yeah. They're, they're there, that's just like any type of celebration. You know, they're there for the, the food, the drinks, mm-hmm. Good food. you know, the, the festivities, mm-hmm. but they don't know why. Everybody loves a party. I mean, yep. <laughs> we go up for 4th of July. Okay, 4th of July is everybody's jam. You know, but like I say, in 1776. That we, wasn't for us. We weren't free. Right. So that's, uh, that's just uh, the reality of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we can sit here and talk about, you know, the critical race mm-hmm. stuff but that's not this platform you know but as we know there's always information out there it's just who wants to know and who doesn't man you you nailed it right there you really yeah. did yeah so uh nelson said he's known about it you guys grew up new york right right you grew up in rochester you rochester said? which is about um i need a geography 60, lesson but about <laughs> between 50 and 60 miles from okay. buffalo okay. depending on which exit you get off at but we're the next exit. Okay. Uh, on ninety. So as a next a major kid, city, did you celebrate it? Oh was, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It was it was big in our area because I come from a city 
where we knew who Frederick Douglass was. Mm. You know, we knew we knew who uh, Harriet Tubman was. Mm. We knew who Betsy Ross was. We knew who Susan B. Anthony was. We knew about the abolitionists. You know, we knew how people came up north for freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just something that you knew. You know, Steve, it's great that you said that, though. I was talking to Mike. We were going to lunch earlier, mm-hmm. and um, where he was raised and stuff, the school he went to, he didn't know all that. Like, I all that grew stuff. up in a white rural community. I had yeah, like 80 yeah. kids in my class. Yeah. So I had no idea. So we were, I mean, we're fortunate. Mm-hmm. It's just it's sad. It's, it's, it's sad. You tend to, you know, when you grow up and say in a predominantly bad neighborhood, you, people think you regret growing up there, but you learn so much. Yeah. You learn more than what a lot of other people have. And That's what they call the, the, those are, quote unquote, your life lessons. Yeah. You know, that sixth sense or seventh sense in some instances. <laughs> Could you know? imagine if they didn't teach us that? A lot well, of Native Americans. Right. In, uh, in the Iroquois, Arondacoit, uh, Lackawanna. Uh, the Seneca know, Nations. Most of the counties are named after. Indian reservations, all the way down to Syracuse. A lot of people didn't, all, almost all the way to Atlantic City, pretty much. Mm. Well, yeah. And the reservations, uh, the casinos. Not uh, only, it's not only cultural, but like geographical, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. You guys grew up on the East Coast, kind of Northern, and we, and we're closer in the same age group, we mm-hmm. grew up in the Midwest. It's not like they was, te- I went to Wayne High School. That It was not taught there. Right. Fort Wayne Community Schools was not teaching Juneteenth when I was coming up, right. okay? Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's cultural, but also geographical, too, because, mm-hmm. like, being in the middle of everything, but I just feel like people in the middle of the country feel like a lot of the stuff on the edges of the country don't really hit them or affect them or they don't have to worry about it. They don't have to think about it. They don't have to talk about it. It doesn't need to be addressed because it doesn't affect them. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it affects them. It's just last, so they don't think about it. Right, but when we look at like what's happening today, time, tradition, Mm -hmm. we look at the fact of uh, most of the plants for General Motors are all coming inward. You know, mm-hmm. so you're getting transfers that are coming from on your coast and on your southern areas. They're all coming into the Midwest with their own different cultural mm-hmm. necessities and, mm-hmm. you know, everything that they've learned and done over the years and uh, integrated to make their area work for them, yeah. to create a home for their families or to learn someone else's. It's like a big melting pot. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking <laughs> the whole time. I'm like, yeah. That is really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So did you bring, well, uh, Courtney had mentioned that um, she had found out that they had been celebrating it for a while. Had you, when you got here, since you had celebrated it in Rochester so much, or when, did you participate every year in the activities? Well, usually uh, during that time of year, I'd be home. I'd be back in New York, uh, you know, because I knew here <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. What it was there. Right. And the, the lines of communication, like she was saying, with, with Weiser Park and different areas that were doing it. Last year, when, uh, as far as me being chair of the Civil Human Rights Committee, yeah. was the first time I ever been to McMillan Park. Okay. Somebody had, I actually had the GPS it just to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have, I didn't drove by it, but I just didn't know, oh, okay, that's a park over there. But I never knew mm-hmm. what okay. until you, you know, when you get that invite. Mm-hmm. That's when you, you, you know, you show your face. Okay. But you, you really didn't know about a lot of things that went on around here. And those things didn't, again, they didn't pop until, they didn't pop in the Midwest until it started becoming something that was um, so big. Other places, like, unfortunately, it 
really didn't pop in Fort Wayne until George Floyd and those protests happened because we, I'm not going to say that African-American people here didn't know because obviously they knew we had already been celebrating it. But on that larger scale, people wanting that information and that knowledge and that hunger for their culture didn't happen until we were like, okay, this is big scale. This is... Yes, the East Coast, the West Coast have been having these conversations, but in Indiana, in the middle of a cornfield, like literally, nobody had really thought about these conversations, but you put it on TV, now you got everybody thinking about it, and everybody's talking about it, and everybody wants to know about it, and for us black kids who like kind of knew but didn't really have any anything immersed in it, it was like, okay, let's let's dive into this. Let's really get into this. So um, how did you find out about it, Courtney? The way I found out about Juneteenth, like I said, I'd heard it mentioned in college. Um, so when I went to college, that was kind of like my, I don't, I don't want to call it like an awakening, but like I grew up in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So when I went to college and there were people from other cultures and everywhere else coming in, it was like, okay, this is eye opening. People live differently. Right. And so I came back to Fort Wayne and I started doing community work and I love doing community work on the southeast side of town because that's typically where people that look like me live so when I started figuring out like what else I wanted to do outside of just union work lots of parks lots of parks and recs was like a really big thing and when the Juneteenth celebration wasn't happening I was like that's that's it's weird that nobody's doing anything for this large black celebration like there's somebody here has to have been doing something. So then that's what, that's honestly how we ended up finding out about um, Mr. Curry and um, the Art Leadership Center and the Wiser Park Center. It's just because we were like, okay, there has to be, it's been going on other places. Like we know we're not the first to invent it. So right. how, who, do, who do we need to talk to here that's been, and that wasn't, that was literally 2019, maybe 2020. My uh, encounter with Mr. Curry was maybe about five, six years ago, uh, being an officer at the American Legion, uh, dealing with Kelly uh, Hill Hicks, and they did a, they had a venue out in our parking lot. And man, I tell you, you talking about a dynamic man who his kids have the, the thing about it is when you are able to give something, I'll tell you something about knowledge. Knowledge, <laughs> I, wanna, I just wanna say this real quick, uh-huh. knowledge, is, is beautiful, but it's only as powerful as you release it to other people. Mm-hmm. If one person has all this knowledge, it don't mean nothing. Yep. But when you share it, and the way he interacted with his, with his kids, and I'll say his kids because when he introduces himself on a professional, if he was sitting here right now, I, yeah. I put all my money, he would say, how you doing? My name is Mr. Adrian Absolutely. Curry. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That is one of his principles of management. That and, is a principle and, of management and, and for sure. That's, that says something about the individual. The kids see that. It's, right. it's kind of like a synonym of yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, mm-hmm. sir, no, sir, because it's respectability mm-hmm. to yourself. Right. When you see somebody else doing it and saying it and you can hear it and see it, there's something that you magnetize to and you make it yours. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I thought, tag on back to Juneteenth was that, Maybe it wasn't felt uh, right here in, in the Midwest. And I, I've never watched the news so much until 45 became president. Yeah. He put so much out there that you had to look and find out, damn, do I, 
do I really exist in this world? Yeah. And what people fail to understand that black people, African-Americans, whatever you might want to call them, it wasn't about us being better than anybody. We just wanted to be treated equal. Right. You know, but white Americans didn't want to be treated like we were treated. You see, it's okay for us to be treated like that. But no, I don't know. We can't, you know, and that's where the difference comes in in some cultural areas where we want to celebrate us. We want to do it. Well, they're going to be uh, shooting guns and doing this and doing that. You know, where I'm from and up, up north, we had a, I was a, a part of a club. It's a social club called the Old Timers Club. And that's where I learned a lot about Juneteenth. Okay. And uh, for before I even joined, and this was like back in the, the late 80s, we had these big picnics every year. I'm talking like almost a thousand people. It was a political dream for politicians to come in at white, black, because we had white Republican senators that they were right there yep. to get these votes, right. to give us money, to do everything they needed to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. On our radio stations. But we never had an answer there. For all the, even now, even today. So you're talking like 30 plus years of people getting together in a park and never having an incident. But you don't, those are things you don't hear about. Right. Even here in Fort Wayne, current day, you're really not going to hear about a lot of this stuff. You want to know why? Because a lot of people don't even listen to the radio anymore. They're podcasting. They're X, XMs. They're, they're CDs. Bluetooth. They're Bluetooth. You know what I mean? Pandora. So it's kind of hard to get information. I don't, I very seldom watch the news mm -hmm. unless I catch it when the price is right goes off. <laughs> you know, I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> you know, yeah. I would stick around. But life is, life, life has many challenges out there. Sometimes when, when we sit back and we hear about things, sometimes I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to look that up. Yeah. And just see what it's about. Mm -hmm. I, I tell you one's challenge right now though. It's Steve banging on that damn table. <laughs> it's Steve's phone keep on vibrating yeah. on this damn yeah, table. Yeah, we put it in the chair. <laughs> I just want to throw that one in there. But let me let me digress. What were you saying, Steve? I love you too, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll be out there again this year on June 18th uh, to support the cause. We're just a small piece of the puzzle. Here locally, right, here, with here our local locally, union. At, right, here and representing the Civil Human Rights Committee. So uh, what will you guys be doing out there? Uh, what I, probably the same thing I did last year. Okay. Uh, we had some information, pamphlets that put out, uh, as far as not only just about like black history, black inventors, okay. but I also had pamphlets out on why you should be a, become a union member. So that way we take care of both ends. Right. Absolutely. And maybe if I can gather some other pamphlets or whatever, you know, something to help people uh, information wise, because, you know, every month and you can't really say every month, sometimes every week, there's a lot of stuff going on because people are suffering from mental health issues. You know, that's coming up. You know, you, there's just so much going on. And if, if I just think anybody that has something to offer someone mm -hmm. that's going to help them be a better person or a better human being should be there mm -hmm. because that's all we want to do is be better. Absolutely. You know, that one story with uh, R.J. Thomas, mm -hmm. our former president, R.J. Thomas, when I discussed it in our one-on-one -on -one class about Pontiac plant and the, what, 4,000 members that walked out in Wildcat Strike and because, what was it, three, I believe it was three members, three black yeah. individuals 
or moved up in a position which were like equivalent to what the team leader is here. Mm-hmm. So they all left. They said, that's not right. So our president at that time, a white man, our president at that time, told them all to go back to work. He said, go back to work or you're fired. Mm-hmm. He took a stance where he knew that he probably could have got lynched himself. Right. He probably could have got his house burned. But he stood, 4,000 members, and he stood stern and said, go back to work. Because he knew that if he didn't represent those three black men, that he wasn't representing UAW. Right. So we have a large history here. Yeah. And between him and, you know, of course, Walter Ruther. Right. I mean, but that's so much why to say it's about such, him. That's why it's so important that, like, this information gets out there. Because, like, he knew he had to be one out of 4,000 to represent. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, if you look at that and just apply not only in the UAW, but apply that to America. Not to be whatever. Because mm-hmm. this... Michael, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. You're just the only <laughs> white man here. This is not a conversation that any of us are new to. Like you mm-hmm. said, it, we've been celebrating Fourth of July for a long time, the day that y'all like to celebrate. And that's great. But we want to have the same freedoms to recognize and celebrate our freedom also. And that's why it's important because only a lot of the times, one out of 4,000 are the only representatives that we have from that side. At least that's what it feels like and looks like to us. That's why Juneteenth is so important. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. Uh, you had said something when we were talking about Fourth uh, of July about Steve had said we weren't free then. Right. So whenever I think about it, like, yeah, we got our independence right as a nation, but it's like you guys didn't. Right. You guys were still in chains. Well, if, if you think about it, not to drag this up mm-hmm. because I want to – talk about something he mentioned about Walter Ruther too but that's why people took a knee to the national anthem right it wasn't written for us we weren't the land of the free the right. whole third verse is you know what I mean quite controversial wasn't, wasn't for us but to add to to Walter Ruther and what he was talking about with the with the former president it's like Walter Ruther must have been in his ear you know because what what a lot of folks don't understand or don't know is that if it wasn't for UAW bowling, Walter Ruther started that. He said that was the one thing that he knew of at that time that could bring whites and blacks together to do something that they like and can enjoy and have teams. That's why it was important to me to do the history on that before. you know. And I never forget when Dennis Williams talked about it up at one of the league championships one year because it had been going on for so long. Walter Ruther accepted that responsibility and challenged the mm-hmm. system. Could you figure there wasn't no NBA? There wasn't no, wasn't no blacks baseball. You know, mm-hmm. it took a while for everything to happen, but we were bowling. I remember as a kid going bowling, mm-hmm. the bus coming to pick you up. Yeah. You know, that was the one thing that brought members together. And you have to find that one and just think, bowling. Damn. Oh, I have thought exactly yeah. that. I'm like, what? Why? What is this all about? Yeah. But it, man, you saying that it really? Oh my God! Yeah, the, the significance of it is yeah, really cool. Actually, there's a lot of things out there that a lot of people have done, you know, on down the line. Mm-hmm. Who I'm gonna share this with you. This is personal for me because it's something I told my son. There, there's two of you. There's the man you are, and there's the man you're supposed to be. 
you'll never meet. But it's, it's your responsibility to try to get as close to that man as you can. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As you grow older, mm-hmm. when you know what you're supposed to do, you bridge that gap. You take on those those responsibilities of life and you accept those challenges and you be that man you're supposed to be. Yeah. You fight for what's right. Mm-hmm. He's making me want to bowl now. Because <laughs> I don't bowl, but <laughs> I'm just saying, man, you know, it's 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 all about how we, you know, you treat people how you want to be treated. Right. Just love, man, you know. Love hard sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. This thing nowadays, man, you know, all this, you know. Everybody's an individual now, and everybody, mm-hmm. instead of loving, they're just loving themselves. Right. And not loving each other. Yeah, uh, community starts with everyone helping one another. Yeah. And I think that, that that's, another, that's another important factor that I feel like a lot of people, I'm not going to say it gets lost, but it gets missed sometimes because, like, like I said earlier, yes, everybody loves a celebration. Like, duh, we all want to go out, have a good time. But, like, you also need to make sure that you've got the understanding of community. You've got the understanding of the culture. You've got the understanding of, like, the why. Not only just the who's and what's and the, you know, you need all seven. Who, what, where, when, why, how. Mm-hmm. Like, you need all of that. And sometimes we miss a couple of those components. And then we get lost in the fun or lost in the, you know, the the big presentation of it but you need the you need the background you need the community you need to understand okay this is why we help one another mm-hmm. this is why we're bowling together because we need that unity this mm-hmm. is why like our members are going to go help another set of members mm-hmm. or we're going to go to Muncie or Marion or wherever because that sense of community is as as long as we can teach that and break that down and and each one teach one kind of trickle it down I think that that's that's what's important when we're discussing, like, making sure that traditions are known. Just to bring, circle it back to JT. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, no one can help where they're born, where they were raised, how they grew up. But once you gain that knowledge and you are grown, that's what you do with it, you mm-hmm. know? So when you do learn about Juneteenth or you do learn about other things in black history, Hispanic history, Native American history, etc., it's what you do with it. Do right by it. You know, yeah. yeah. Don't don't put a shit to the side and and keep a blind eye to it, right? Mm-hmm. So we all grow up. You know, some of us, some people never do, but the majority of us do. And life's a learning lesson. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can't talk about driving a Ferrari if you never had one. I've mm-hmm. had lots of buckets. I thought you said yours. About to use my, I thought you nah. was about to say you had a Ferrari. <laughs> I've had lots of Ferraris. Like, That's uh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> nah, but I mean, don't don't knock it till you try it. Right. See what's going on with it. Yeah, Mike, I have a question. Yeah. Okay. You, because you did a little bit of, you know, research before. What's What's the most interesting fact that you found out? What What shocked you the most about Juneteenth? Um, what shocked me the most, and I thought I had mentioned it before we started recording, but mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna say it again. So while I was researching, um, so Abraham Lincoln had signed the Emancipation Proclamation, which is what freed the slaves. But I learned that. It only freed them in the states where the Confederacy had their power. So in a state like Texas, where slavery was practiced, but they weren't fighting for the Confederacy, it was still perfectly legal to own slaves. Do you know why that was? Everything's about money. Right, right, right. I mean, that's what I had assumed. <laughs> it is. And, and it, it was to take power <laughs> away, right? From Who's their, going to right. pay 
for the crops? Who's going to pay to have their land worked on? Mm-hmm. Where is the money going to come from? Right. When they got us working for free, right. how does the compensation come into play? Right. And that's why you had the war of the North and the South. Mm-hmm. It's about money. Mm-hmm. It always is. Yeah. Look how many countries America has bamboozled, led astray. You know, you can go back to the Indians. You can go back to the, what's that, the, uh, the Louisiana Purchase. History mm-hmm. is out there. You know, one, one of my favorite movies, and I don't mean to, to digress from this, but one of my favorite movies was uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Uh, they got an Oscar for it. Where he was so educated. Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Okay. He, had, he had all, he was smart. Yes. He read. Mm-hmm. He went out there. He touched on things. Things he, you know, he was just a regular guy. Right. A janitor. A janitor. Okay. But he was, he applied himself mm-hmm. to things that he knew nothing about. You've been showing your age throughout this whole thing, you know, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I try not to, but you've been showing man, it, man. Hey, you know what? I'm proud of where I am. That's good. I, That's I, good, I came a long way, man. That's good. You know what I mean? I've, I've learned a lot. I've, I've, I've been humbled a lot. You know, pride mm-hmm. is gone. You just have to, you just have to be there. You know, mm-hmm. I, I learned a lot from being a, a representative of the, uh, not just the UAW, but for the American Legion. You know, people think I mean I just won an election, by the way, and uh, I don't, I don't receive any compensation for the things that I do, mm-hmm. or the events that I put on. I get yeah. nothing for that. People see me on Facebook and I'm advertising, advertising that, or bus trips. I don't get anything out of that. That's, a lot of that stuff comes out of my pocket. I write the checkbook for that, you know. But my wife knows I'm, I'm a servant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm a servant. It's an honor for me to serve, just like I served in the military. I serve. I make sure everybody's okay. You know? That's my strong suit. Nothing else. Like President Murphy called, hey, what you need? I'm on sick leave, but I'm in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm here. That's I do cool. it. Your I do wife's it. always here, too. She's yeah, yeah. Wife. but she's, she's, she's up in Michigan. Backbone. She's up in yeah, Michigan. She's yeah, right backbone. there with me. Seven days. I just came in here in the morning. It's 6, 6.30, I'd be here yeah. for the uh, sign-up for the Constitutional Convention. Nah, don't worry about it. I'm off. Mm-hmm. I'll help out. Yeah. You know? That's what we do, man. Dang. So, yeah. So that's enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, let's get into the actual celebration, right? Because... Steve, you're, you have a tent set up for what the UAW, our local 2209. Correct. You're going to be running that. I'm going to have that big blue local two, UAW <laughs> local 2209 tent set up. We're going to have our, our table placement set up. I've got uh, three tables, uh, I think about 10 chairs uh, already reserved. Okay. Whatever else is needed, we'll get up along the way. Okay. But uh, like I say, want to let people know that we are there in support of it from okay. our local. Uh, Nelson and I were talking earlier. Um, some places do like a week long celebration. Are we doing anything like that here in Fort Wayne? There is um, a week long celebration going on in Fort Wayne. It is going to start on the Sunday before. That's when they have the Elders Jubilee. They're going to um, recognize elders that are over eighty and over ninety. There's a there's a name for them, but I will butcher it, so I'm not even okay. going to try to attempt. Um, but every year they, they have their Elders Jubilee at the oldest black church in Fort Wayne on Jefferson. So that's going to start Sunday and then Monday through Friday. There are events all during the week. 
And then Saturday, the large event will happen. We'll have a promenade down Oxford Street. We'll end up at McMillan Park. There's going to be the MacFest celebration going on at the basketball courts. There's going to be the main celebration going on in the park. We're going to have stuff set up in the pavilion. Like there's supposed to be food trucks. We're going to have vendors. We're going to have everything that you could think of to just celebrate us out there. We've got poetry performances. We've got step performances. We've got a live band. So there's just all ages, family fun, just all around, all week. Now, Courtney, you play a large role in the organizing of this, don't you? Yeah. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the organization you're with, too? So organization technically that I am um, representing is the Magnificent Freedom Fest. It's just a collaborative of all of like the black organizations in Fort Wayne that want to help put on our celebration for us. Um, it is hosted by the Art Leadership Center, which is run by Mr. Adrian Curry. And bas- because he's been at Wiser Park, getting everybody together, getting everything together. So they host the event, but it's all of us coming together, pitching our ideas, making sure our events run how we want them to run. Just everybody just really being all inclusive. It's, it's when I tell you guys, it is so it's like my it's my favorite event of the year every single year just because I love doing community things yes and don't ever get me wrong community is my jam but when I get to do community with other people that look like me that also really love doing community and I get to serve the community that looks like me and I get to be around a lot of the things that like I wasn't really exposed to when I was coming up it's it's just really a refreshing feeling so like I get real excited about Juneteenth every year. Well, I don't have much else. Is there anything else you guys feel like you need to head on? No, um, if any of our members um, would like to be a vendor for the Juneteenth celebration, we will have a tent out there. But if you guys like sell things on the side or you have businesses on the side or you've got information booths, like I know there's have a lot of doulas sign up. We've got a lot of people who do things on the side. So if you guys would like, Hit me up. I am on Facebook. My personal number is not very difficult to get. Again, I am on second shift in the trim shop. My dad works first shift in material. So, like, hit me up. Reach out. I got you. We can put you somewhere. All right. Anything else, Nelson? Just want to send a shout out to my people in Buffalo, New York. You know, we had 10 individuals pass away at our tops, you know. Yes. Prayers. I want to send my prayers and tell my family down there, you know. Love them. That's about it. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank I, you. I definitely learned a lot. I thought I would. Yeah. I, 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 learned, I learned a lot, too. I learned to keep my cell phone off the table. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody, you hear that? Uh, you know who it yeah, is. <laughs> All right. Well, it was a pleasure having you guys here. Yeah, thank you so thank much. You. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all, y'all, let me tell you something. You guys have made an impact. Yeah. this local. I mean... This has been my, I think, third or fourth um, podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I was telling uh, folks who signed up for the Constitutional Convention uh, as, as a delegate, you know, even with our election committee, as we move forward in every activity that we do, when we can incorporate ideas from different people to do different things because we have to find a different way to communicate to folks. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just grows. And Nelson, hats off, brother. Doing an outstanding job with this education committee, man. Mike, I couldn't do it. You know, it's it's a team. It's always the team, man. But you know, when you got a leader who listens Mm -hmm. and allows you to do you, there's nothing better than that, bro. That's That's why I listen to my wife. (laughs) 
All right, everybody. Have a great day. All right. Thank you.